right, welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and with me today is game designer and artist, Sarah Beauvais. Sarah, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, no problem. I, you know, now I have had an artist. I feel like I'm slowly working through every aspect of the gaming community. Well, I love being part of the gaming community. Chip and I, um, my husband Chip is a game designer, and when we met, we played lots of games together. So that's a great way to get to know people. Absolutely. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, we've already mentioned you're an artist. So uh, anything else you do in the gaming community? Um, Not really. I've been to some game conventions with my husband, and we'd like to take our daughter to one when she gets old enough. She's seven now, and she's very into gaming. We're a gaming gaming family. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. My my son, he's eight, and uh, we're trying to sneak a game of button men in before dinner today. Yep, we always we always play games like after dinner, and um, it's a way to encourage our daughter to do what we want her to do, so she can play a game afterwards. There you go. <laughs> it's a good it's a good way to bribe people. It is. So, how did you get into gaming? Um, I think it was my mom who got me into gaming. She always had um, like European board games around when I was little. So I was introduced to it really young and I always loved playing them. And then when I met Chip, we just encouraged each other to play more games. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, So what is your current favorite game? So if I came over to your house, what game is sitting on your table right now? Um, we like to play magic. I mean, we've, Chip and I have been playing magic since we met and, um, it's a game that's always evolving, never gets old. And I love the artwork in that game. Yeah. He said something, uh, last time about you worked with an artist or helped her at our booth or something. I was an intern for Rebecca, Rebecca Gay, who is an um, artist for magic and she lives in Amherst, Massachusetts. So, um, I live in Maynard, and it's about like a half an hour drive to there, but I thought it was definitely worth it, and I loved working for her and getting to see what she does um, to create artwork for magic. Well, that is a really, really cool thing that not a lot of people get the chance to do. Yeah, and I even got some original paintings from her. She was really nice, <laughs> and like on my birthday, she'd let me pick something out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that, that's quite the connection to have. <laughs> it is. It was a great way to get into the gaming art um, business. Yeah. I, I definitely doesn't, that does not hurt. I can tell you that. Uh, so when you did go, I don't know if you go to the office now or not, but when you did, uh, did you play board games at lunch? Well, <laughs> Chip used to work really close to our house and he would play games during his lunch. I've never really had to um, go into an office, although I did work um, at the um, at, at a museum around here, but we didn't really game during lunch. But when Chip would take his gaming or his lunch breaks, we would I would meet him at a restaurant with his coworkers and we would play games during lunch. See that that's great. What a, what a, what a <laughs> great way to get to meet the coworkers and, you know, sneak some gaming in on the side. Yeah. Uh, so if you had a full 60 minutes, 
What's your go-to one-hour-long game? Um, I like playing Dominion. I think that probably takes about an hour, maybe less. Depends who you're playing with and how badly I'm getting beat. But yeah, it can take an hour if I can hold my own long enough. Mm-hmm. So if you had a lunch half hour, 30 minute game. Uh, I like Colorado. It's a card game. Not familiar so, with that one. Not familiar with that one. It's, it's a really good game. I also like Lost Cities. That's oh, there a, you go. We have the Lost Cities card game, which is for two players, and it's very competitive. And you can either get a huge number of positive points or a huge number of negative points. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to score a lot, either above or below zero. That number is going to be big. Yeah, it can big. hurt quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had a hidden gem or a guilty pleasure, a game that not a lot of people probably know about, and this is where I get in trouble because people name them, I write them down, then go buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I was a kid, we'd play the garden game which is a game, it's a board game, and then you have these cards that are seed packets, and the board actually has slots in it for the seed packet, so you just like stick in, stick the cards into the board, and they line up in a row like you have a garden, and I think it's a great game <laughs> um, theme-wise, and it's just fun, you know, easy to play. That's awesome. I don't remember that one. I'll have to look that one up for sure. So when it comes to Kickstarter, backer, I know you're kind of partially a creator, both. Um, yeah, mostly um, I've created for Kickstarter, but I haven't gotten into it much. I'm not um, like, I don't use the computer for a whole lot of things. I'm actually, even for my artwork, I like to use old techniques um and so i just am not up on you know modern websites i guess so universal rule is a game i love and you did the artwork for that all the planets Mm -hmm. and i i love like i you know i love universal rule it's one of my favorite games Did you create all the the characters for it, too? No, I didn't. I didn't do the characters. Just the planets. That's, yeah. It reminds me a lot of the old Star Trek. Yep, I love Star Trek. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Star Trek. I'm actually working on a cross-stitch right now of Star Trek, because that's how I'm passing my time. That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen a lot of different, um, like, books for crafting star trek and star wars and i I think that's awesome yeah this was a pattern i found on etsy which i should not be allowed to go to either (laughs) and i was like oh i can do that one and so i paid my five bucks or whatever it was and now i'm working on a star trek one (laughs) that's cool yeah our daughter was born one of our friends made her a knitted light lightsaber it was like Oh my god! You know, a soft lightsaber. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Was it a good one, like a green color or yeah, blue? Yeah, it was sort of like a metallic green thread. So, for you know, <laughs> yarn. So it looked like go it was all out. Lit up. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man! So, what other games have you done the artwork for? 
Um, I've done the artwork for John Simentov's Liberation. It's another card game from Button It's the Chai. hidden movement game. Yep. And so that one actually um, is based in the same universe that I created for Universal Rule. So it shows cities that would be on the planets that I painted previously. So you painted all those planets on uh, like canvas? No, I actually painted them on paper, like a um, acid-free watercolor paper. It's Arches Hot Press. And um, so what I do is I put acrylic on first, and then if I'm going to use oil, I do that on top of the acrylic so that it won't damage the paper. Nice. That's yeah. Liberation's another one of my favorite ones with the hidden movement aspect. I did, yeah, I guess I never put two and two together that that's in the same pocket universe. They also have the uh, Anthelion, the push pull one. Button Shy is one of my favorite places to go and spend a lot of money as well. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a good place to go lose a lot of money. Yep. Most of the time I go and buy them all off of PNP Arcade, so I, I lose money slowly, but it just it's like a constant stream as opposed to the all-at-once gush. Yeah, it's pretty impressive how much um, Button Shy can sell games. Like, they're, they're all card games and they're wallet games, but um, they're so convenient that I think people just collect them and have a big <laughs> collection of these wallet games. Absolutely. I know I do. I actually have a collection of the files. I need to print them all off and laminate them and cut them out. But, you know, I'll get to that eventually. So are you working on any of them right now? Any new games on the horizon for you? Um, I'm hoping that there will be a, um, like, another Liberation game. So I'm sort of working on some more planets or some more cities for that. Um, and I'm also working on art for a game by Rachel Brunner um, called Royal Espionage. And I'm going to be painting hats and headgear for that game. So I really enjoy making series of paintings. And so that's a, you know, painting for games is perfect for making series of artwork. So do you, do you ever go bug chip and say, I have this great idea for art, make a game for it? Um, no, it's usually the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> that's, uh, that's too bad. Like, I, I feel like, you know, that's so my that's our biggest drawback. My partner and I is we always have all these game ideas and then no artists. And we're like, man, only we, you know. Yeah. Well, I remember as soon as Chip and I started dating, he was. Um, creating games and I would make art for it and we learned pretty quickly that if a game wasn't polished I shouldn't make the art for it because you know <laughs> it would just be like an idea of a game and I'd be putting all this time into making art and then it would change so much yeah he's like so <laughs> about that um that game is no longer happening please yeah. don't be mad at me <laughs> But, you know, sometimes I get jealous if Chip asks a, another artist to do the art oh, for his game. No, so. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's got that new one coming up. Oh, the name now escapes me. The uh, jackpot one. Right. 
Did you do the artwork Jack, for that Jack one? Payout. No. Yeah, Jackpot. Um, payout. I all of my work um, is very painterly, and they were going from something more like realistic, I guess. Because mm. um, my my work tends to be more like fantasy, sci-fi, and I like to have a kind of fine art feel to my work. That's what I started in when I, I went to college for fine art. So that's what I was going to ask you. Did you go to college for art? That's cool. Yeah, I did. And, you know, I like to make things that could be hung up on the wall as artwork. So um, I'm very into the using the medium in a way that you can tell that it's painted. You paint like big giant murals on the walls of your house. Um, I have some three foot high paintings that I've done on my walls here. Yeah, I always go to people's houses and they have this big mural painted or this big like somebody did like a big tree on their wall and like all the, you know, got the leaves and like made the leaves on the tree. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have that kind of time or patience. Yeah. Like um, I had a friend that when she um, had a baby, she asked me to do a mural on her wall. So I did, but it was just Winnie the Pooh. It wasn't like something original. It wasn't some big giant space scene. No, <laughs> but that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Trust me, your baby's going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> or terrified, I'm not sure which, but you know, that's awesome. So went to college for art and get a do art for board games. Sounds like, you know hit the nail on the head there yeah i i've always been into art my dad was an architect and he taught me how to paint um starting out with watercolor and then when i went to college i learned to use acrylic and oil and um so i started out in fine art and then i moved into illustration after that um where i learned you know other media for for illustration so you know colored pencils and pastel and all that. But yeah, I started out working on canvases and moved towards paper for illustration. Nice. I, my mom, I'm sure, still has some of my uh, art from grade school because, you know, that's what moms do. Yeah, my mom does too. <laughs> sort of piles up around the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can go ahead and get rid of that. No, no, I love this one. Now my mom has this horrible pot I had to make, and I, like a coil pot that we had to make for art yeah, class. Yeah, I think we all had to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, my mom still has it, and and she and she really wants it to be her urn. And I'm like, mom, it oh my is gosh. <laughs> like it is horribly ugly, mom. And she's like, I know, but I love it. And I'm like, I I mean, I made that. Oh my goodness, my junior year of high school, so it's like twenty over twenty years old. And it just sits around the house and she puts like fake flowers in it for every season. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, you still have that? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, it becomes really sentimental. (laughs) I I keep all my daughter's artwork and date it so that I know when she when she made it. And it's really exciting to see your kid do the things that you like to do. Oh, yeah. I, I understand that. My son came to me with a game idea, and we've been working on it for a while. Hopefully, we can get it kind of smoothed out a little bit and push forward. But it's always fun, you know, play a game, and then he's got an idea to change the game or, you know, make it, quote, unquote, better. Yeah. But, you know, and it's it's fun. Um, I think Chip was talking about your daughter doing that with Downforce. Yeah, she 
She wants to retheme everything with bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> bunnies. She wishes that everything could be about bunnies, her schoolwork, her her life, really. <laughs> Downforce with bunnies. I could, you know, you could do that, right? <laughs> Think about it though. You could hop over cars instead of yeah. running out, like you could hop over cars. It'd be that'd be <laughs> Whole new dynamic to the game. All of a sudden, you're racing pink bunnies and blue bunnies down the down a track. Yep. Eve will play any game that's about bunnies. So oh, well, sometimes there's... we have to change the theme to be bunnies. <laughs> there's a there's a handful of bunny games out there. Yeah, there are. We probably have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole separate shelf just for bunny games. Mm-hmm. These are the games that aren't bunnies. These are the games that are bunnies. Like that's how we divide up the games in the in the Beauvais household. That's right. If they have tokens that aren't bunnies, we just switch them out for bunnies. <laughs> Where'd you get bunny tokens? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember where we got those, but that's, we just reused them for different games. <laughs> Monopoly, everybody's a bunny. It's a different color. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know, if it doesn't broke, don't fix it, right? That's right. So before I forget to ask, how do you pronounce Klaus Teuber's The Settlers of? The Settlers of Catan. There you go. All right. <laughs> See, but one thing that's funny. So I've interviewed two people from Canada and they both say Catan. And I'm like, yeah, what? I've heard that too. I'm like both of you, both the people <laughs> from Canada. So... That seems to be like one of the big ones. And the other big thing is, do you throw away the boxes to your expansions and try to shove all your expansions into the base? Yes, game? we do that. Yeah. Some people think that's like, you know, sacrilege. And I'm like, you kidding? It's, it's the but way to do it. I use the empty boxes for other things. <laughs> <laughs> Might usually find their way to the recycle bin. But, you know, but yeah, I, I got to I've got to do it. I've got to keep the, the shelf space. Shelf space is a premium in my house. So it's true. I if we don't all the play boxes, a game yeah. for a while, it goes up to the attic, unfortunately. Ooh. And if we want to keep the game in the game room, we have to play it. <laughs> so if we see it in the box that's going up to the attic, we have to take it out and play it right away. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, let's throw it out of the game of, of Uno before we lose the deck to the attic. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. What was it they said? Like, you know, take all your clothes that you hang up and hang them up backward, like hang up the hanger the other way. Oh, yeah, and, I've heard of that. Yeah. And if you don't wear it by the end of the year, throw it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end of the year, you're just piling on clothes. I need 10 layers. Even if like, you know, we haven't played it in a year and I don't like it that much. If I see it go into that box, <laughs> really consider it. <laughs> <laughs> do I play it or do I let it go to the attic to never be seen again? Yeah. And we've got a basement shelf like that. And uh, my son and I try very hard to stick with the games that are up on the main floor. But every now and then we go to the basement and we're like, okay, let's take this one up and play it some more. And then it stays up here. And then now my game shelf is stacked almost to the ceiling. And I'm like, yeah, we should probably go back through this and figure out what needs to go to the basement. We have that problem too. I don't know if it's a problem as much as just an inconvenience. (laughs) All right. Well, Sarah, I'd like to thank you for being on the show today, and I hope you had fun. Yes, I did. Thanks a lot. And if people wanted to reach out to you, uh, how can they do that? Um, I have a website that's thefairycircle.com, 
and it has information for getting a hold of me on there. I'll put that in the show notes for everybody. And if you want to reach out to me, as usual, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame or send me an email at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.